This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. A quick note before the show, this podcast contains explicit language. So you're not going to get all weepy on me, Bob, are you? This on your, uh, your I, final I, show? I, I, I took a bunch of medication. I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I won't because uh, I am a gold star bottler, man. It is. <laughs> I push it all down and I, I, don't, I don't have anything to worry about. I have something here, a little... Do you remember newspapers? This is our uh, final show. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for I mean, people yeah, that yeah. don't know that. Hi, Robin Hilton. Hi, Bob. <laughs> yeah, uh, our final show because uh, you have announced your retirement. Uh, a grateful nation breathes a sigh of relief. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you if you remember newspapers, but I know you probably remember daguerreotype. So um, I know you remember newspapers, and I have a little, an actual physical newspaper clip here. I, I thought I would start off reading a little bit of here. The headline is NPR starts music program strictly for internet users. And uh, <laughs> this is from the New York Times. It says National Public Radio has quietly inaugurated its first internet only radio program. All songs considered. Available in a streaming audio format from the show's website, features full-length versions of the brief musical excerpts heard between segments on NPR's All Things Considered news magazine. And you were a director at All Things Considered. and Right, and, and we played these little snippets we call buttons uh, between news stories, and that's one of the things that I did to segue from thing to thing. And we'd always get all this mail, handwritten letters. What was that piece of music? Right. And you'd handwritten write a letter back and tell them. Uh, but anyway, then I thought, wow, people are really music-starved. You know, a lot of the music we played between those buttons, they had no idea what that music was. Right. And so I thought, well, it'd be cool to... Like start a show and do it on this thing called the, the internet. internet. This so this was two thousand. Yeah. Well, I mean, you must have started thinking about it in ninety nine, like ninety nine, yeah. and, and the show debuted in and two thousand. And uh, this is what it sounded like. Welcome to All Songs Considered, a music show for your computer. I'm Bob Boylan, and I'm one of the directors of NPR's All Things Considered. You, you, you sound like you're about 12 years old, Bob. <laughs> well, yeah, I only wish, because <laughs> then I'd only be in my 30s. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, January 2000. I'm wondering, do you remember the first artist and song that you ever played on the show? I'm going to test your memory here. Uh, yeah, it was Gustavo Santaloyo. Oh my gosh! Alayo. and um, and it was called. Um, it was the name of his instrument. It was uh, it was made of an out of an armadillo shell. I can see was, your work, and you're trying yeah, to yeah, find yeah. it. And it was called. Um, give me the first letter. G. Uh, uh, ga- gaucho. Gaucho. <laughs> you're right. That's the last oh. thing I'm going to get right. <laughs> he still Digging has his. Ma- the- you, this show is actually a test of my. Uh, memory, memory. And, yeah, That's, we call c- it memory. C- yeah. C- well, so look, listen. Uh, I had this idea for this final show where I was going to reach out to artists, you know, artists who've meant a lot to you over the years, yeah. and I was going to ask them, "Hey, would you just say goodbye to Bob um, hmm. and 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 play a song for him?" And 
you know, just, just say, they all said no. It. Literally nobody, <laughs> nobody. Everyone was like, oh, Bob Boylan, that guy? Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I actually, uh, I have something here for you. Oh, my. Okay. Hi, Bob. This is Gustavo Santaolalia. Oh. I want to thank you for so many years of great radio and so many years of great music. Before Tiny Desk, you started All Songs Considered all the way back in 2000. And impossible to forget that the first song that you play in that first ever online show for NPR was Gaucho from my album Ron Rocco. So thank you so much for that and for everything that came after that. So my goodbye song for you today is Adios Muchachos from Osvaldo Fresedo and Dizzy Gillespie. I hope you enjoy and all the best, man. Wow. Oh, man. It's a great song too. Yeah, great indeed. song. Yeah, I was so happy when I when I I heard back from him and he's like, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, we'll we'll do and, this. For and you. he's the only one then. Huh? And he was it, man. <laughs> so it's been a great ride, Bob. That's the show. Thanks um, so much. Yeah, uh, thank yeah. you. And um, I'll remember. I'll remember you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know it's funny. I remember hearing that first show on the internet. It was this before I worked here, and I remember thinking, who is this guy? Uh, because there was nothing about you um, that was a traditional host, right? You were just this music lover guy who was like, hey, I just want to sit up, come on here and just talk about this music that I loved. Um, and lo and behold, a uh, job, the first full-time job at All Songs Considered opened up and uh, I applied for it. Uh, that's a whole other story, how I... Uh, sort of went out of my way to get that job, but I did get the job. You you you, just, you redesigned, you came in with a redesigned website for I us. I did. Well, I also um, forced myself basically upon all of you because you, you gave me, a, apparently you already had an inside candidate for the job, but you gave me a courtesy call because you knew that I was an NPR person. I, I had worked at Morning Edition and I member stations and stuff. But when you called me, I said, hey, I'll, I'll come up I'll drive up there. And you lived in Athens? Yeah, Georgia. Time, I was Georgia. in Georgia, and it's a 10-hour drive. I said, but I'll, I'll come up there. I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. I can be there by 2 o'clock tomorrow or whatever it was. Wow. And, and you were all like, fine. It doesn't cost <laughs> us anything. But then I stayed up all night. I redesigned the website, handed it out on DVDs to you when I came, gave a present. Anyway, I really, I went you, hard. You impressed. Thanks, man. I got it. But 
you know, I, I think back on that time and it was just such a magical time for me. It was 2000, 2001 at that point. I was just changing everything in my life. I was moving to the city, the big city, D.C., and starting this amazing job. I, I thought I knew quite a lot about music at the time. It turned out I did not. And you were turning me on to so much stuff, and I was going to see so many live shows. And I have these touchstone moments from, from that year, 2001. Both are live shows. One is a live show that did happen, and one is a live show... That did not happen. Oh, my. And I'm wondering if you can conjure the live show that did not happen. And the reason why I ask you this is because I know you went to that show, too. We didn't go together. But we were all, we were there. Everyone was sitting and waiting for this live show to happen. It was a big outdoor show. And it didn't happen. I wonder if, I'm wondering if you remember that. Hmm. Thinking Meriwether Post Pavilion, would I be right there? Well, you're close. To, it was Bullrung Park, and the band was Radiohead. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it rained like absolute crazy. Yeah. People were, were uh, sliding through the mud in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I think I the stage actually sank a little bit in the mud, like a foot yeah. or two or something. But they canceled the show. But you and I were out there sitting, and I always think about that time— and how magical it was and how, you know, and Radiohead ended up going on, of course, to be one of, a band that you and I really bonded over right. and really connected over and has meant a lot to us over the years. So I thought, I'll reach out to Tom York. And, and uh, he has this, um, well, I'll just let him say what he has oh, to say. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye, Bob Owen, and thanks for all you've done. Thanks for still seeing music as something precious. Also fun to the tune of Goodbye Pork Pie Hat by Charles Mingus. <laughs> Tom's little little snicker at the end is all you need to yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and Tom, he's kind of perfect because I, I am a man of, of hats. Yes, I, th I thought that I, I had to believe that's why he picked this song. You <laughs> don't wear a pork pie hat. You've, no. you've had a fedora and a, of some sort of a 
I don't know, Choo Choo hat or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually, NPR put out a hat that with NPR that was modeled after the hat that the I The fedora, used yeah. To, no, not the fedora, but the, oh, the, uh, the, the kind of train. Conductor, conductor hat or whatever. Hat or whatever. Yeah. Right, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. That, that's beautiful. Yeah. And Mingus, wow. Great pick. I, I want to talk about the other concert that did happen in 2001. I said there were two shows, one that didn't and one did. It was Wilco. We'll, we'll get yeah. to that in a minute, but okay. we have to say, so I come on and I'm, I'm working on the show, you know, and all my time is spent building slideshows. And it's because the show was this multimedia, like unheard of multimedia <laughs> thing that you had conceived. Yeah, the, the idea there was if you're going to do something on the internet, the internet opened up possibility you didn't have on the on the radio, which was to do something visual. So we, as the songs would play, you'd see the artist's instruments, you'd see photos of the artist, you'd see mm-hmm. some of the lyrics from the song and text and, and, and text yeah. and so forth. And it took a while to build. I think we Couple did weeks. A, I think before <laughs> you, I think it was we put a show maybe out every six weeks or so. I was still directing all things considered. Yeah. We did a show every six weeks or so. And uh, it, it remained a multimedia show. Originally, as we talked about at the top, based on the buttons, a little musical bits of that we put on all things considered, though that disappeared quickly. Yeah. And we started to put on stuff and music we loved because, boy, the beginning of the 2000s, there was so much good stuff coming. Out, yeah, there know. really was. And, and it's also important to keep in mind that people were still on 56K dial-up. They were using <laughs> phone modems or whatever. They <laughs> right. connected the internet. The audio was in mono. Because we couldn't choke everyone's bandwidth with stereo audio. Plus visuals. Plus plus all these these visuals, yeah. Yeah. But the concert, the concert that did happen, you're right, it was Wilco. It was about a month after. um, Yankee Hotel Fox. They came out. So they played the 930 Club. And the only reason I went to the show is because one of my all-time favorite bands, Elf Power, an Athens, Georgia band, was playing. And they were opening for Wilco. I was like, I don't, eh, Wilco, whatever. I've got to go see Elf Power. <laughs> and I go and see Elf Power, great show. And I had scored such a great spot in the balcony to see the stage afterwards. I thought, you know what? I'll just stay. I'll just stay at this point. I'll see Wilco. I'm not a big alt country fan. Uh, you know, I'd heard their early albums and they're fine, but whatever, I'll stay. They come out playing I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. Oh, yeah. The opening cut. To Yankee Hope. Totally Hope. electric. And oh, my God. It was incredible. You were there, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it changed my life. It turned my brain inside out. I ended up following them around that year. I saw them like six times in, in different cities, going wow. to different cities just to see them. It was so incredible. And another band that you and I have bonded over the years, uh, over Wilco. I, I, think, I still think they're the greatest live band uh, uh, I've ever seen. And uh, I couldn't do the show without reaching out to Jeff Tweedy. Oh. Hey, Bob. It's your old pal, Jeff Tweedy, from the rock ensemble Wilco. Uh, just saying hi and goodbye, from what I hear. I hope that it's just a rumor, but maybe maybe it is goodbye. But that doesn't mean I won't see you around, I hope. Anyway... I'm also supposed to suggest a song that says goodbye. And I have a song that says, just say goodbye. With a little bit of self-promotion, I guess, but it couldn't be more exactly like what I was asked to say. <laughs> it is a song called, well, just say goodbye. So, all right. Well, thank you for all of your service. 
It's been appreciated. I've learned a lot about a lot of bands, seen a lot of great Tiny Desk concerts, and learned about a lot of bands from, from listening to you, and we all appreciate it, and hope you have a nice time at a lovely farm upstate. Jeff, man, oh, he's done so many great things for uh, our uh, passions and music. Yeah. And you know, he and his son came and did a tiny desk. And yeah, uh, I remember Wilco coming to our old building. We did it on a Saturday morning for a tiny desk, and uh, and just had like all the kids up front mm. watching uh, the band. And uh, yeah, no. It, they, they, they've done so many special things. and Yeah. And our party, the Jeff came and played. What was oh, it, right. The, the, the 10th anniversary. 10th anniversary uh, NPR music party. Mm-hmm. Jeff came out and played. Yeah. 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 Thank you for caring. Yeah. That band has, has loomed large in our lives for sure. And, you know, I, I think of, you know, I guess speaking of live shows, I, I th- I've, in prepping for this taping, I've thought of what are all the things that we did and all the things that we tried and all the ideas that you had over the years and, and one of them that we haven't done in a long, long time, but we used to do a lot, was live concert webcasts. Oh, and, and starting in, in, and that was something that started in 2005, in January 2005. And, and again, it was live webcast on the internet. In, I, I did a little research to find out in January of 2005, there were still millions and millions, tens of millions of people who were still on dial-up because right, broadband sure. still wasn't that accessible. But we puzzled out the technology. You had this idea. We worked with NPR's amazing engineers. We figured out how, do, how are we going to do a live concert stream from the 930 Club. And I, I know you remember the band, and I know you remember the opening act, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just mentioning it makes me laugh, but keep going. Well, okay. So the band, the whatever, the headliner was Bright Eyes. and Who had two albums that had just come out, which were brilliant. Did yeah. Flash and Digital Earn and, and um, I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning. Right. Incredible records. And so the time was right <laughs> to, do, to do that band. And, and Tilling the Wall opened. 
And we had thought of everything, right? I mean, we were very good at our jobs. And we had figured out how to do this tech, how the show The Flow is going to go, how people are going to listen to it, what the page is going to look like. And then Tilly and The Wall come out, and this is what they do. We say Tilly, you say what? Tilly, Tilly. We say oh, you say fuck. Oh, oh. And just a point of... Wait one second. We say oh, you say fuck. So <laughs> in, in 2005 on NPR... That word was not yeah, heard. No. Plain and simple. And, you know, we, we come out of a radio background. You don't let that word happen. And in our brains, I'm sure, simultaneously at the same time, uh, we thought of uh, Maria Thomas, our boss, mm-hmm. sitting and listening to this very first live show, our very f- first live <laughs> broadcast. Maria Thomas, our boss, just sitting there. I just saw, could imagine the look on her face. Well, why stop there? I was thinking of the CEO of NPR, and I was like, oh my God, we're so fired. This is the end, this little noble experiment. <laughs> over just, in a second. Yeah, over in seconds. And I, I was just scrambling because I thought, what do we do? What do we do? There's what no do we do? button. There's push, nothing. Yeah, There's right, nothing we yeah. could do. But it ended up being fine. Uh, and, you know, and then Bright Eyes came out. They did this incredible show. So in, in thinking of that show, I, I reached out to Connor Oberst oh. of Bright Eyes. Hey, Bob. This is your old pal, Connor Oberst. Just wanted to say thank you for all the support you've given to me over the years and all the great conversations and laughs. And, uh, yeah, you definitely be missed on the airwaves. And uh, I'm supposed to say goodbye, although it's a half-hearted goodbye because I think I will see you down the road somewhere for sure. All right. I'd like to play a song by Nick Freitas called Under a Goodbye. And it's kind of a sad one, but it's really beautiful. And, uh, yeah, best luck with everything. And we'll talk soon. All right. Peace. Heavy is the sound Aiming eyes towards the ground And this is how it feels Under a goodbye Pulling away from the curve Lines in the windshield are getting blurred And this is how it looks To a goodbye frames Friends Take the shape of canes And this is how you stand Next to a goodbye No ships so, move so, on To be clear, 
I have no idea what's coming. And yeah, no, this is all... You've got everything on a laptop I can't see. And these memories are really wonderful. I love talking to you about this stuff. It conjures up for me a memory of Connor coming to a tiny desk in 2014 and, uh, and and seeing his mom and dad here, oh wow, in the room, and I didn't and, remember and that. you know, there's a lot of uh, of things that uh, happen behind the scenes where you get a little glimpse into the lives of people, and it was such a, a beautiful thing to see. You know, you think of an artist one way, and mm-hmm. then of course, yeah, they've got the proud look that you see in the eyes mm-hmm. of the of the parents. What was the song that he chose it's by under? A Goodbye, Under a Goodbye by Nick Freitas. And Nick is N-I-K, if people look it up. Yeah. It's just N-I-K, and Freitas is F-R-E-I-T-A-S, Nick Freitas. You know, I, I think this is going to take a while. So I, I think this is what we should do. I don't know how long we are into the show right now. It must be at least a half an hour. And we're up to 2005. <laughs> so, so here's what I want to do. The truth is... Get a drink? Yeah, I actually have a lot of artists and a lot of songs. Okay. We're just going to hear from some for a bit here, all right? We're just going to hear some artists, some songs, and maybe this will give you, you know, um, a time, a little bit of time to, you know, take a pull off your um, your oxygen tank, you know, um, maybe drift off while staring into the middle distance, wondering what day it is, and uh, let's just listen for a little bit, and and then we'll come back. Hi, Bob. It's Sharon Bennett in here. I just wanted to say thank you so much for all your support over the years. Thank you for having me at your desk twice. Thank you for shining a light on the underdogs. The song that I decided to share with you is Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. It has such dark undertones, but is so catchy, and somehow in its haunting nature, you still find it to be very uplifting. So with this, I wave goodbye to you. I hope that I see you out there somewhere. Thanks for everything, Bob. Good luck on your next journey. Bye.
Hello, Bob. It's Brian Eno here. I'm recording this on a phone, so it's probably going to be a really shitty recording. But on the other hand, you will have had quite a lot of experience of getting shitty recordings with my name on top of them. But I just wanted to say I'm, well, I suppose I'm happy to hear that you're starting to enjoy some time and not have to run a show all, all the hours of your life. But your show was very much appreciated. And I can honestly say you made a lot of difference to how music has evolved. So thank you very much, Bob. And lots of love. Bye. First of all, hearing Brian Eno's voice and, and then uh, hearing Brian Eno do the Velvet Underground. Yeah, he didn't say it, but this, this song is uh, his cover of Velvet Underground's song, I, I'm Set Free, and it has this incredible line. I'm set free to find a new illusion. I've been blinded, but now I see what in the world has happened to me. Mm. I just think that is just so amazing because we go through our lives caught up in all the baloney of everything and we reach a moment like you know like where you are right now where you have a moment to kind of catch your breath and stop and realize what an amazing ride it's been and what what has happened to you in your life yeah because 
it's very easy to go through every day with blinders on and just because you've got stuff that has to get done and things you have to do and places you have to be and responsibilities. And, and then when you finally have a moment, it kind of all surfaces. Though I have to say that I, I never, I mean, my parents didn't grow up getting work, having a job that was uh, something they necessarily loved. I think we've had this conversation before where that generation, the generation of my parents was basically to be able to put food on the table and a roof over the head. And uh, and I think my generation sought a little more for uh, things that they cared about and wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that's even advanced further. Mm-hmm. And, and I got some, well, somehow to do the most, I think I had, if I... I'd say the top one percent of jobs in in the world to get to meet all of these incredible creators, yeah. and and in my life, what I've discovered is that the music I love is often made by really, actually wonderful, wonderful people, sure. and sure. That, and and because people sometimes what what's that person like and whatever, yeah. and yeah. it's almost invariably our sweethearts. Just, Bite when they come to play a tiny desk or something, the kind of pressure they're under to do something that's way out of their box oftentimes and so forth, yeah, yeah. always sweet and thoughtful. And I mean, creative. did you ever think you'd hear Brian Eno refer to his own work as shitty right. or end his little note with you by saying, bye? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, human beings. They're real people. In my life of meeting all these people, I've, I've very rarely ever asked for an autograph. It's just not me to do that. But I met Brian Eno uh, years ago at a, at a music festival. He'd done a beautiful installation. And I brought uh, a stack of his oblique strategy cards yeah. to him mm-hmm. and asked him to pick a card and, and then to, to sign it. And, uh, and I, I sort of cherish that. I, I, there's just something special. And the card he picked was, um, do the words need changing? For those who don't know the oblique strategy cards, there's a series of words that you can pick for help you. Spark creativity. Right. Do the words need changing, uh, of which he wrote on it. The answer, no. No, I, just, I knew that was what he was going to say. No, <laughs> they don't. We have to. We we need to hear from more artists here. So yeah, and thank you, Sharon. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hi, Bob. This is Angel Olson. I'm so sad that you're leaving, but I'm also so excited for your next chapter. And I just am on here to say thank you and thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for cultivating 35 years of all kinds of music for NPR and, yeah, making a spotlight that was even for everybody, no matter what kind of career they had. Everybody was in that room in the same light against the same desk. Um, And I wish that there were more places like that available to artist venues and performance spaces that sort of put everyone on the same playing field in the same way that you did for the show. So thank you for that. And congratulations on what happens next.
I'm not sure why why Angel Olsen picked Penguin Cafe Orchestra, but uh, I've, I certainly have a mad passion for for uh, them and played them so much on all things considered and, and probably know, at the right. beginning of all songs. I have no idea why she picked this either. Thank it's you. A, yeah, it's Penguin Cafe single from the Penguin Cafe uh, uh, Orchestra. I think the album was called Music from the Penguin Cafe. And yeah, the only thing I could think of is does she just does she know that you played the hell out of this band when you were on ATC? I don't know, but it, yeah, but it's also very easy to picture you skipping down the streets waving goodbye. <laughs> I'm also going to say that Angel Olsen was uh, was about eight months old when I started working at NPR <laughs> playing Penguin Cafe Orchestra. Next, hi Bob, it's Dan Deacon. Thank you so much for being the champion to so many for so long. Sorry, I'm not saying anything funny. I'm just being a sad piece sentimentalist, but. You truly changed my life, and thank you so very much. I love that uh, that Dan Dan Deacon uh, is uh, playing. What is it? Snookered? Is it, it is Snookered. Yeah, it's one of his own, one of his own yeah. cuts. Uh, I remember he played our, our. Was it the tenth anniversary party? Yeah. Must, yeah. Must our, no, our no? Sweet Sixteen so, party. Yes. The all songs considered Sweet Sixteen, which is, is the Sweet Sixteen anniversary party instead of the fifteenth anniversary because we just couldn't get it together in time <laughs> to do the fifty. So I will call it Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> and I I was fortunate enough to, and he let me uh, play synthesizer. On, on one of uh, his songs from oh, the stage, right, yeah. which was a great, a wonderful moment for me. I do play music and all that stuff, and that's part of my future is to do, uh, hopefully make a lot more music. But uh, anyway, thank you, Dan, for allowing me on stage. I hope we get to do something again, Dan. Been down this road. Oh, and those mistakes. Yeah. Did yeah, we ever make any? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to that, Bob. We'll, we'll get to all the, all the many, many, many. Wow. Many. Oh, my God. I think I need a drink. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't think there's time. <laughs> what else you got? Hey, this is Lucy Dacus, and I wouldn't have a career without Bob Boylan, I don't think. There are lots of people who have wished this day would never come, but I wish you the best. I am suggesting playing a song by an artist that I discovered through Bob Uwade, 
and the song is called The Man Who Sees Tomorrow. Yesterday the sun was out, today is like the fall And maybe it's a miracle, but God, I feel it all Cannot find it in myself to write or even call And I just miss the mornings in Thank you, Lucy. I'll, I'll never forget the, the time I saw you at DC9 opening mm. for Julian Baker and went, who is this? Yeah. Oh, my God. You you hope and pray for those moments yes. every time you go out and see Absolutely. a show, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, listen, I, I'm as confused as you are by all of this, I but it seems these artists really love and are going to miss you. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I've lost a lot of sleep trying to puzzle out how how that is, but they do. And I have a few more that Was I want to- Was there a budget for this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to promise all of them they could play the tiny desk again. It's going to be a lot of work, but it was the only way I could pull it off. I have some more that I want to share with all you. Right, all right. Um, but here's what we got to do. We need to take a break. And, uh, and, you know, when we take this break, maybe you can have some Jello, or suck on some soft crackers or something like that, you know. That vodka Jello you made it and put <laughs> in the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, then, and then we'll, we'll come right back. And you're listening to All Songs Considered. Can I say that for the very last time? All right, yeah. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2x miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer, no text messages to respond to, just your suitcase and an opportunity. The opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper. 
how to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit Podcast from NPR. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. From the campaigns to the conventions, from now through Election Day and beyond, the NPR Politics Podcast has you covered. As Joe Biden and Donald Trump square off again, we bring you the latest news from the trail and dive deep into each candidate's goals for a second term. Listen to the NPR Politics Podcast every weekday. It's All Songs Considered. I am Bob Boylan, sitting here with Robin Hilton. And uh, Robin's taking me on a journey. And this is just extraordinary. Uh, It's my final show for All Songs Considered after 23 years. Never thought this day would come. That's not true. I thought about you, it constantly. You've been hoping. Yes, constantly been thinking about this day. I, I want to know what you're going to do. You're, 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 it's all yours, baby. <laughs> oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> That's another way of saying, I'm not really sure. <laughs> but for people who are wondering, All Songs Considered is going to continue. We're going to run some best of All Songs Considered episodes in the coming weeks. We'll come back in December with uh, all new episodes. It'll be our year-end coverage. You know, best songs, best albums, listener poll, all the stuff that we do every year. That'll be in December. So All Songs Considered is going to continue. But listen, we cannot talk uh, and think about your time at NPR without talking about Tiny Desks. And, We're only in 2008 now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in fact, there are probably a lot of people who are like, All Songs Considered, what? Let's talk Tiny Desks. The story of how Tiny Desks came to be has been told so many times, but I'm going to let old man Boylan tell it one last time. Uh, well, you know, we, we, meaning you, me, Stephen, and others, went to South by Southwest, uh, a music festival in Austin, which was just a crazy, insane thing to do, uh, and also just a crazy, insane place. Every single thing, the dog shampoo parlor became a music <laughs> venue, you know. and Every uh, every. Yeah. Door, doorway to a building had a band right. play, yeah. Which was actually wonderful. And we and Stephen uh, Thompson and I went to see a, a very, very quiet singer from Portland, Oregon named Laura Gibson. And uh, we went there. And, you know, it's March. And it was March Madness. And it's basically a, it was a bar. They literally had the speakers pointing out toward the street to attract people in. But that's where the sound was coming from. <laughs> and anyway, I don't know how I missed that detail. I, I guess they were just playing the basketball games in the in the bar then. So yeah, yeah, people are screaming at the TV and this quiet Lord Gibson is playing this beautiful heartfelt songs and we couldn't hear a word of it. And when she came off stage, uh, we thanked her, but also Stephen said to her, we couldn't hear a word of kind of what you were singing. And Stephen said, you ought to just come play a, a a concert for us in our office. And me, the guy who before I came to NPR was a, a, a video uh, editor and producer and an audio engineer, my brain just sparked. Mm-hmm. I went, oh, my God, that would be amazing. And so uh, she's on tour with the December, three whatever weeks later, comes to NPR, and we set up a uh, – I set up two cameras. Uh, Neil T. Vault, our engineer, set up a microphone and – there she did. She sat at my chair at my desk. And um, you can see, if you watch that video, you can see Stephen uh, say, 
um, this could be the start of something. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And you were the one who really turned it into a, a series series by inviting, after Laura Gibson, inviting Vic Chestnut. And you were the one who actually named the series by, uh, I, I was in a band years ago in the, in the 70s and 80s called Tiny Desk Unit. And, well, I, I could say, yes, I named the series I, I would, I guess the more accurate is I suggested the name for series. You know, I threw it out there. It was just before Laura came. We were, our desks were right by each other. Right. Uh, in fact, I went back and listened to the original audio from that oh. time. And we rolled audio long before she actually started playing. And there's this whole conversation between Laura and I that I had forgotten all about. But when I heard it, it all came back to me. And I was talking with her about the artist Sam Phillips and her guitar. And it was the guitar. third one that we did. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I always joke like, well, sure, Stephen had the idea, and sure, Bob made it happen, but it wasn't really a series until I brought the second artist in, which is Vic <laughs> Chestnut, and it was. It was just magical. And, and yeah, so we were sitting there. You said, if, this is, if we do something with this, what would we call it? And I said, well, we could call it Tiny Desk Concerts. And I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking of your band, Tiny Desk Unit. I think I had a little desk on my desk. You did, and I think I was looking at that little miniature desk on your desk thinking desk tiny desk why we call it tiny desk concerts but so you know i cannot begin to take the measure of how many artists you've brought in over the years i could have reached out to any one of them uh about their time at the tiny desk uh but here's who i did reach out to bob if you're listening surprise this is mitski i remember first time only time i was on tiny desk i was terrified i didn't know it would be so fluorescent and it would be in an office. But anyway, um, you were very kind and very supportive. And I appreciated that. And thank you for coming to all the shows as well. So anyway, for Bob, this is On the Road Again by Willie Nelson. Can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again On the road again Going places that I've never been Seeing things that I may never see again I can't wait to get on the road again On the road again like a band of gypsies, we go down the highway We're the best of friends Insisting that the world keep turning our way And our way is on the road again So you want to be gypsies and go down the highway with me, Robin? <laughs> Come on, buddy. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Oh, okay. uh, I'm busy. You're busy I that got, day. Yeah. I got, got things to do. to do. Yeah, yeah dishes okay. to do. I, uh, it, that's a great version of that. There's a billion yeah. versions of that song out there, but I, I really like that yeah. version. Of, Thank of you, Mitski, and, yeah. and your, your tiny desk. She was on fire that yeah. day. Yeah, I remember her screaming into, into her, her guitar. guitar. Yeah. yeah, 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 incredible. So you know, it's been a long time since we've been doing this show, and, and you know, over the the past twenty whatever years, I imagine we probably have a lot of new listeners. Well, a lot is a very strong word to to use. Maybe a few new listeners, maybe one. 
uh, new listener. I'm not sure. Maybe no new listeners, but I'm, I'm guessing that there are people <laughs> who don't realize that there was a stretch of time when, I guess going back to maybe 2007, I think is when this started, for a number of years, where we did the show together with Carrie Brownstein. Oh, yeah. And Carrie, Carrie was on the show a lot. She had a blog. Um, and, and we could, um, well, we could talk at great length about the many memories <laughs> we have of working with Carrie and what a joy that was. Uh, but I'm going to let Carrie do it. Hello, Bob. This is Carrie Brownstein. And I just want to say that you are the only person who I have ever cold called to ask for a job. It was 2006, and Slater Kinney had just gone on hiatus, and I was scared to death as to what I would do next. And I had heard that you were starting NPR Music, and I asked if I could be a part of it. And you thankfully gave me a job. Um, you allowed me to do a blog called Monitor Mix, and I also got to record countless radio episodes with you and Stephen Thompson and Robin Hilton. And I am so grateful for you because that period in my life is when I restored my love for music, especially the music that was happening right now. Not music that had happened in the past. We all love that. But the things that were coming up in, in the moment and getting to discuss and dissect and celebrate those bands and artists with you was truly a joy. And I also felt a little forlorn and lost having suddenly no bandmates to speak of. So I went from this uh, all-female band to being kind of part of your boy band. Uh, and I just love you for that, for taking me under your wing and making me feel part of a community of misfits and music lovers. And I wish you the best. You've always just been one of the most perennially optimistic, open, curious people I've ever known. And I really do credit you with lifting me up at a time where I felt a little bit just uncertain and lost and Mostly, I just had a lot of fun. And in the years since I left NPR Music, I have enjoyed following you and getting music advice from you since, you know, we know we can't trust Stephen or Robin. I am going to torture you by picking a song. One thing I really enjoyed was picking songs that I'm not sure how long you'll actually be able to listen to this once we start it. But it is a great song. All right, Bob, here is your farewell song from me. It is uh, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. All right, best of luck, Bob. Bye. Well, it was great hearing from Carrie. Thanks so much. No. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I should stay, I would only be in your way so I'll go but I know I'll think of you 
every step of the way. And I will always love you. You know, I've heard this song a billion times, and it only just occurred to me it sounds like the Unchained Melody. Ah, do you hear? Do you totally? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it's appropriate because you know she says in the song here, "If I stay, I'm I'm just going to be in the way." And 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 that's essentially have I, have I out, yeah, outstayed yeah, my stay. Yeah, yeah, you've out, you've totally, totally outstayed your oh, your, your welcome. Carrie yeah. Brownstein. Yeah, pretty, pretty. Do you remember going out to Portland together? We were doing a live Absolutely. tour of all songs, we and we ended up being extras on, on Portlandia. Portlandia. Yeah. <laughs> <That was> so, <laughs> we sat oh at a God. table. What, uh, well, we were at a co- the, so the scene was we were at a coffee shop and. We had to have a pretend conversation, and they they had to cut a couple times because our, our pretend conversation was too loud. They were like, "Just fake silent talking, <laughs> silent talking." So then we did silent talking, and you were, you were. I guess you you had to have been uncomfortable, but you're you were so exaggerated, you know, your and animated your gestures and your facial expressions and everything. And they they called cut again, and they told us to you know tone it down a little. <laughs> You know, and and then you texted me in the middle of it. You said, "I've never been more ashamed in my life." <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> yes. So I was trying to keep from laughing, and um, the, you know, the funny thing is, if you watch that episode, you, we're just these two little blurs in the background. You can't, you know. <laughs> I and, don't know that I've ever. Seen, I, I will oh. certainly watch the show. I don't remember that episode. Oh, because it goes by in a blink of an eye. It's the one that has Chloe Seventy in it, and. Um, in fact, it was so funny. After it aired, Carrie texted and said, "I'll uh, I'll create your IMDb database <laughs> entry now for your appearance on Portlandia." The other funny thing about that was that we had lunch uh, with Carrie and Fred Armisen, and um, we were surprised. Well, I was surprised to see Chloe Seventy there was there, and we sat with Chloe, and <laughs> we're talking with her. And at some point, she gets up and leaves. And I turn to you and I say, you have no idea who that is, do you? And you said, not a clue. <laughs> I said, well, she's an acclaimed Oscar-nominated actress who's been in, in some of the most uh, iconic films of the last 20 years. But anyway. Not a film watcher. Yeah, no. Maybe Chloe, people, Chloe Seventy. Yeah. So, um, oh, my God. This is, nobody wanted this. Stephen Thompson. Thompson. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I knew you were going to oh say, my hey, God. fellas. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. boy. Oh, man. I, look, I don't want this any more than you do, By Bob. the way, the, the, but, uh, we're, the studio time we booked, it's over. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, good. Ooh, good. Look at the great. time. TikTok. Yeah. Great. I was just planning to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I came here to do this on one condition. That uh, that I never have to do it again. Yeah, I and I, I I actually begged him to just give me a voice memo like everyone else. I was like, you do not need to come in. And he's like, no, I want to face him. I I want to look been, him in the been, eye. You've been waiting all this time to do this I have very been thing. Meaning to tell you off for years, but you, I've never gi- gotten up the nerve. You've given me the finger. If I add up all those fingers, I think I get the idea. You you'd you'd, uh, you'd have. A I was going to say set this up by saying something about your. Stephen's enemies list, uh, oh, which yeah. you are always have always been at the top. Yeah, for for those who are unfamiliar, I, I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> I keep a, a a whiteboard 
behind my desk at the office and uh, at the top. Which may be inappropriate in the 2020s. I don't know. I'm just saying. I think, no, I think there is, no, there is nothing more conducive to a functioning workplace environment <laughs> than clear communication. <laughs> Never thought of it that way. Right. It's, it, no, what, what makes, a, what makes a, a work environment unpleasant is, is ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, on the top of this whiteboard at my desk, it says Stephen's enemies list. And underneath it, it says Bob Boylan, Robin Hilton, and then something like anyone who chooses their side or comes to their aid. Yeah, and then sunsets. And then sometimes sometimes there's a whole thing about sunsets because like Bob Boylan, as I'm sure if you're listening, if you're still listening to this, <laughs> I'm sure you know that Bob Boylan loves sunsets. Rainbows. Rainbows. And we'll like not only like, ah, look, a beautiful sunset, but we'll see a sunset and then page the entire building <laughs> to be like, if you face the, you know, what, west, where, it's called usually, west. I'm like, where does, I'm like yeah. what direction does the sunset? <laughs> if, if the west. If you face Jeez. west, you will see a beautiful sunset. And, you know. and you'll see people who are on deadline for the news. Right. I'm just going to say, people other than Stephen, run to the windows to watch the sunset. To watch the sunset. And I, you know, so I've built up a pretty intense aversion to sunsets because I see them through Bob's eyes. So anyway, uh, enemies list, Bob Boylan, Robin Hilton, anyone who who takes their side or comes to their aid. And then, you know, and then other people as they inevitably enrage or displease me. And then, and then once in a while, I'll go through like, you know what? It's time for a clean slate. Maybe it's New Year's Day. Go through, erase the enemies list. Very magnanimous. Start though. over fresh. It's a new dawn, a new day. Enemies list. Bob Boyle and Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's yeah. – anyway, that's the end. Jeez, man. I, I mean, I knew Boyle was going to be on there. I didn't think I would – I always got rotated the next – Could you do me a favor, Robin? After I leave, take a shot of the border because I'm curious whether I'd still be there. I'm going to get it glazed and uh, <laughs> post it behind the tiny desk. Are you kidding? It'll say something like Bob Boylan, enemies list emeritus. So if they give me a, like a cake. Enemy at large. <laughs> if they give me a cake, a go-away cake, it's actually oh, going to be not. your whiteboard. Yeah, no, that's not But it would be your whiteboard on a cake oh, with and an Oh, your name list. in frosting. Yeah, right. That's a exactly. lovely idea. Yeah. Not yeah. happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it would necessitate buying you a cake. So, oh, I see. <laughs> well, Stephen, you did have to. I, 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 you do have to play a song, though. Now you're you're here. We can walk down memory lane all you want, but <sighs> we do have to to pick a song. Well, I, I have to ask. I don't know where in this taping I'm I'm stepping in. Is this the last song? You're the that... least famous person on the list. <laughs> As the least famous person on the we list. We got. I'll tell you what. We've got uh, two more songs after yours. Oh, so you're the the. It. I, I, I really wanted to be the last one. I know. What I wanted to come in here and say, I, I feel like I've been so... Um, negative? Yeah, yeah. Negative, yeah. Like I came in here and just like decided to dump on Bob on, for, his last, for his last taping. But I wanted to come in here and, and first of all, you know, I've known Bob now for 17, 18 years. We've been God, colleagues and, and some might mistake us for friends. And, you know, I wanted to certainly thank you for that for that great legacy and and all your kindness and support over the years. And I wanted to play a song that captures my, the evolution of my feelings about not only you, but about, but about the majesty of a, of a beautiful sunset, the glory and promise of a rainbow. Um, What I asked of Robin was one, I wanted it to be the last song you heard at NPR. 
And two, I want the song played in its entirety. It's eight and a half minutes long. Um, Robin, could you... I, I can't meet either of those conditions, but I, I am happy to, to at least play a little bit of this. Okay, so this, this is a song that, conve- that captures my feelings about Bob and the wonder with which he's Is it by Weird Al Yankovic? It is, it is not. Okay. It is not. It's a, okay, here we go. So, uh, hey, Stephen, could you check the door for a minute? I think, <laughs> I think someone's... Just keep, just keep going. Just open it up, a walk more. through it, take a few steps, and wait. Okay. Wow. Okay. So... So this is... This is yeah. Clean it I up. Think, I think... Yeah, I'm sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. Yeah, so this is Clean It Up by Butthole Surfers. Um, and, uh... How, how is that a, a sweet... Goodbye. Is that that's what you were trying to? It certainly, it certainly, like, kind of takes a picture of my soul uh-huh. um, when I stop to think about you and the way that you look at the world. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I, you know, I I have a I song didn't know it was, was going to end like gonna, this. Going to play after this, but I, you know, that's just he. It was so beautifully said, Stephen. I just I. I don't know how I could how I could possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I think we should just end it. the show here. Let okay. clean it up by the butthole let, surfers right. kind of play out. Let's do that. Okay. No. Thanks very much, Stephen Thompson. Yeah. yeah you go, go Stephen. Take care. <laughs> and for NPR Music, it's all songs to survive, Stephen. Is he gone? Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's still laughing. Okay. All right. No. Look, I I I'm actually going to let Bob have the final song. Bob. Wow. It's Bob, we can't do a goodbye show and not let Old Man Boylan. Have the final song, Robin, you, but before Robin, you, you are a sellout. <laughs> but before you go, Bob, I have a few things that I want to say, and I'm going to light you up, man. Oh no, <laughs> I've been waiting 20 years for this. <laughs> no, no, I mean I'm kidding. Well, to be fair, I mean, <clears throat> you know, you and I've had our ups and downs over the years. Uh, you weren't always easy to love. I'm sure I, I wasn't always easy too. We drove each other crazy sometimes. Uh, well, you know. A lot of the time. and uh, <laughs> But at the end of it all. But at the end of all, and I, I guess that's where we are at the end of it all. I can't overstate the impact that you've had on my life. And I'm sorry, Stephen, I'm going to be earnest for a oh, moment. Oh, man. Uh, please. I'm not even sure how I could possibly begin to sum it all up. I could say, for example, uh, that my children would not be walking the earth uh, if Bob Boylan hadn't hired me mm-hmm. at NPR because I went on and I met my wife at NPR and, you know, I've created this whole life for myself here. And everything that has happened in all those years, just all the wondrous ways the world has opened up to me would not have been possible if Bob hadn't taken a chance on me. Are you putting me in your will? <laughs> the sole inheritor of nothing. <laughs> here is a big box of jack squat for you to... <laughs> 
No, I, I won't be shrugging this mortal coil before you, I, I don't think. But, oh. um, <clears throat> well, it's possible. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess the best way to sum it up uh, is when you come to know Bob like I know Bob, you will feel the same way about Bob as I feel about Bob. So <laughs> no sentiment warmer than that to express. So as my yeah, wife yeah. and I say on our anniversary every year, thanks for everything. <laughs> um, no, I can honestly say, Bob, that uh, I have never known anyone like you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so good right now. And I doubt I ever will again. Uh, I thought of so many songs that I could play to say goodbye. I, I really did. Maybe I should make a mixtape for you on cassette and draw little hearts and unicorns on it with a Sharpie. But I, I will say one of the things that I've always loved about you, Bob, is how much you love Led Zeppelin. Because, well, Led Zeppelin's awesome. But, and I know that you like guitar rock, obviously. But in a lot of ways, Led Zeppelin to me always felt a little just ever so slightly out of step with all the other things that I know that you love in life, like prog rock and the weird and the experimental and, you know, and then maybe on the other end, like quiet, you know, introspective, delicate stuff. And like Led Zeppelin is just riff rock, right? Yeah. And you told me that you'd put it on every Saturday or whatever when you're cleaning the house, yeah. right? And so- Gets um, it done quicker. Yeah. I decided that I would go out with one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs and I bet you really love it too. Uh, so here it is. Go on, get. <laughs> this song, my God, it is all about John Paul Jones' bass line. It is all the bass line. Mm. Whoops. I didn't. I, I, I turned Stevens. Mike, yeah, he's still I, here. I, I thought I, he was I, gone. I forgot he was here. <laughs> what, what was that, Steven? I just said I noticed that my microphone has been turned off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say something sincere for a moment. Turns off Stevens' microphone. <laughs> Can I tell a quick uh, a, yeah, a quick please. story about a lesson that I've learned from Bob Boylan? 
and, I, and this is this is sincere. Yeah, I wrote about this a little bit in the NPR Music newsletter that. Are you going to tell people how to subscribe? <laughs> yes, you should go to npr.org slash music newsletter. Um, uh, which I write. <laughs> which, I, which I write every week. You should, you yeah. should read it. I, I, I wrote a little bit about the fact that, that Bob taught me a lot of persistence, a lot of like, it's one thing to have an idea. It's another thing to actually execute that idea. And Bob is somebody who, when presented with an idea or when he has an idea, will jump at it and kind of jump in with both feet and actually execute it and make it happen. And that's the only way to have a good idea that actually has any particular value in the world. And I, I, I so appreciate having learned that lesson from Bob. And I realized when, after Bob announced his retirement that there was a prank that I had been trying to pull on Bob for several years now. Mm. Where I reached out to the artist, to an artist named Leo Blaze. Uh, Leo Blaze is a, a singer songwriter, and he sent us these sculptures that he had made out of paper, creating letters that spelled out Bob Boylan, Robin Hilton, oh, yeah. and All Songs Considered. And those sculptures sit on top of the tiny desk. Wait a minute. You know where those came from? I know where those came from. Oh my gosh. This you is, I kid you not, tell won't. me your tell me if this is wrong, but my memory of that is we never knew where those came from. They, they came showed up in the mail and we put them up there and they've been there ever since. They came from a guy named Leo Blaze. And I befriended Leo Blaze on Facebook, reached out to him and said, "I would like to commission from you Amazing. two more sculptures. I'll pay you. I would like <laughs> one of them." To spell out Stephen Thompson. Stephen Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that coming. And I would like the other one to spell Borb Boylan. <laughs> I would like it to look exactly like the one that says Bob Boylan, but I want it to say Borb. And I want to put it on top of the tiny desk to replace Bob's and see how long it would take anyone to notice. Borb Boylan. And he and I kind of went back and forth, but man, Drop the ball. Pandemic hit. Oh. Never happened. And now what's the point? Oh, it's so perfect though. You still need to do that. Stephen, I can't believe people would ask me, so your name and Bob's name are over the tiny disc. Where'd you guys get that? I would always say, you know, an artist made them and sent them in and hand to God, I've never known who yeah. made them. Well, Leo Blaze. Let's give Leo him a shout Blaise. out. Wow. Yeah, hey, Leo. Yes. Thank you, Leo. Thank you, Leo Blaze. And don't, don't, don't Not only that, my... I didn't know anybody knew. I, I thought they, <laughs> no, I'm saying I didn't know you knew. I, I thought they came in anonymously. Uh, this is cool. Yeah. This wow. kind, by the way, this is the kind of institutional memory that means I can never leave. Yeah, mm. it's that. It is that. It's the important. only thing that he's done that will stay <laughs> in in our memories. No one will ever remember that you had the idea for tiny desks. They'll just <laughs> remember that you got these. Did you actually ask Leo Blaze to make our names on the top? There? No, I did not oh, commission. Okay, no, no, no. I did not commission the pieces of art that are above oh, okay. the tiny desk. I merely reached out to the artist to try to punk Bob. I got you. I'm but sorry. I didn't learn the real lesson from Bob, which is that when you have an idea, that's not enough. It's yeah. not like having a funny story like, ha, 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 it was going to say Bor Boylan isn't nearly as funny as if I had executed <laughs> the idea and had like eight months worth of Tiny Desk concerts where people were like, wow, Post Malone, who's Bor Boylan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will, uh, will co-sign on that lesson. People ask me, you know, uh, like... 
about Bob sometimes, and <laughs> I always, What's I always, deal with that guy? yeah, what is what is with Boylan? And I always say uh, he is the poster child of just persistence and gumption and tenacity and showing up and doing the work and making things happen. Because... Not a shred of talent. No, you, you, none. And yet. <laughs> None, literally nothing. But boy, boy, he he'll get it done. You had this analogy about a dog once. Oh, you? I yeah. said that you're like a little puppy dog with the gentlest bite, but you will never, ever, ever let go. <laughs> yeah. It's like off, off. It's a good well, way. I love you all too. <laughs> I, and, and it's classic. That's your takeaway, Bob. Uh, it's and you know it's Bob. It's probably past your bedtime at this point. So uh, this is your final song. You get to pick the final song, and then it's time for you to ramble on. Yeah. And uh, what's it going to be? Well, you know what? That's all you, the time you, we have. You, you, <laughs> that's it. I, I'm sorry. I'm done. You know, when I was a, I was a reporter for over a decade, and I ended every interview with, uh, is there anything you want to add that uh, I didn't ask you about? So this is your chance, Bob. And then you, know, you, you can have your final song before we, we wheel you out to the meadow. <laughs> Before we send you off to live with a nice farm family upstate. <laughs> oh man, I, it's hard to know where to begin. But but sit back a minute. Oh God! <laughs> oh boy! No, I, I actually, I, I've actually loved working with you. Everybody got to know. They must know there is uh, a lot of love be- between all of us, right? Why do you guys close your eyes? I, and, I'm sorry, and, I'm answering some emails right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, I, I'm, I'm going to miss this terribly. You know, since the pandemic, things haven't been the way they were. We don't come in the office every day and all that stuff, and I don't get to see you guys. I drop bagels off now and again during the pandemic and so forth that I make, and, and that's the way I get to see you. But I, I truly treasure the friendship and the creation that we all uh, did together. And and. It was a platform, not just for our friendship, but it was a platform to tell people about all these great artists who would come our way. And that's the most beautiful part of this. It's the fact that we had a place and a platform where we could take the things we were passionate about and pass them on to uh, the ears of the world. And and all of the artists who have sent me so much love on on my Instagram account, there have been just tons of uh, people actually sent me love, Stephen. People... <laughs> Uh, just to see so much from the artists, how much it's meant to them. You know, you heard it from Lucy uh, Dacus today and, and others. Uh, and uh, I feel so fortunate to to be able to have uh, done that. It's not about us. I hate to say that, Stephen, to you. Uh, but it's not about us. It really is about the, the musicians and, and talent that we get to be around and spread the word about. So thank you. And thank for this beautiful thing that you've done, Robin. Uh, this is... You're welcome, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> don't expect, don't expect this, uh, this special treatment. Uh, no, 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 I, I or, or to see me again, I should say, <laughs> so after I was, this. So I was trying to think of a song uh, to pick. And um, you know, I had one idea, which was a beautiful one by Sandy Denny, who knows where the time mm. goes, because some of this whole thing is about, really? I've been here 35 years? That's insane. Uh, but actually, Robin, you picked, you picked the winner. Uh, well, it, it's. I told you. Oh, I just assumed this would be the song that yeah. you would pick. And uh, and so, um, folks might know that I like the Beatles. <laughs> uh, it's the music that changed my life. Uh, I wrote a whole book about that stuff. And 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 Jimmy Page, uh, for our last number, was the first artist in that book. Your song changed my life. We're talking about how a song can really shape where the direction of of your of your entire life. 
and uh, and the Beatles were certainly one, and and one of those Beatles was George Harrison, and uh, on that uh, incredible solo album that he did, All Things Must Pass, uh, yeah. there was that uh, that title cut, which kind of says it all. So, Stephen. I like you, Robin. I love you. You. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Creepy. Uh, I'll, I'll cut that out. <clears throat> Thank you. And, uh, and let's uh, let's end it. If anybody's still left listening, um, take care. Thanks for being an amazing audience. There's more to come, uh, and hopefully some more from in- from Robin and me. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, from you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. People often say, you know, what happens after you die? And the truth is, lots of things. You're just not around for any of it. <laughs> <laughs> With that. Hit it, Robin. Take care, everybody. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered. (laughs) You know, it's funny because when you pass me to play, hang on a second. Uh, (laughs) There there are people who probably have no idea what that joke is all about, but it's a way we punk one another. And uh, and when you asked me to pick my final song, if I had the computer in front of me playing the music, uh, I would have actually punked, <laughs> punked <laughs> me. So you did Too it. bad. Yeah, you win.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com.